You're listening to the Veritas Daily Podcast, a short daily podcast that answers the questions you're asking with the hope that it would help you believe Jesus is more. Here's Austin Connor. How does Jesus want us to handle depression? To get us started, I want to play the game Two Truths and a Lie. If you don't know how to play, you'll pick it up quick, I promise. First, mental illness isn't due to a person's sin. Second, it's okay to not be okay. Third, if you're serious about Jesus, you won't get depressed. Okay, let's go back through them. First, mental illness isn't due to a person's sin. Well, that's true. If you see somebody with cancer or heart disease, you're not gonna think they got the disease because of their sin. The same thing goes for mental illness. But we gotta be careful because we live in a world where everything is affected by sin. We live in a Genesis 3 world. It's broken, it's fallen, and it's not the way it's supposed to be. But remember, Jesus is redeeming the world. And when he comes back, there won't be any more cancer or heart disease or mental illness. Second, it's okay to not be okay. Well, that's true. At least it should be okay, right? It should be okay to not be okay, but not everybody experiences that. We don't always have the experience of being accepted rather than rejected and condemned. But the reality is that none of us are okay. All of us have been affected by the fall. Now, we're just trying to admit and to see if it's safe to to say that. And so if you're connected to Veritas in any way, whether you're in a small group or you've been watching our video sermons on Tuesday nights or you're interacting with the resources on our website, hear me say this, this is a place where it's okay to not be okay. Last one, by default, you know it's false. If you're serious about Jesus, you won't get depressed. Well, that's not true at all. Jesus-loving, Jesus-following Christians get depressed. Take, take a couple Psalms, for instance. In Psalm 6, verses 2 and 3 say, Have mercy on me, Lord, for I'm faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, O Lord? Psalm 88, verses 3 and 4 says, I am overwhelmed with troubles, and my life draws near to death. I'm counted among those who go down to the pit. I'm like one without strength. The famed Mother Teresa, she once said this, I want to smile, even at Jesus, and so hide, if possible, the pain and darkness of my soul, even from him. And so if you're depressed, I want you to know that you're in good company. It's a normal part of the Christian life. It's nothing to be embarrassed or ashamed of. Now, to be sure, depression can mean different things for different people. For some of us, it's, it's a time of discouragement based on something specific going on in our life. And once that hardship is over, that depression lifts. Uh, but for others, it's far more debilitating and we can't go on with life. At least it feels that way. This is what professional counselors and psychologists and therapists tend to mean when they talk about clinical depression. It's something more than a few bad days or months. It feels like life is always gray or you're always getting rained on. It feels like joy has left even when things are going right. Is that you? Where do you find yourself on that spectrum? Regardless of where you're at, if you're just having a few bad days or or months, or if it feels like you've been getting rained on for years now, I think Jesus wants all of us to do four things. The first is bring your depression to him. Matthew 11, 28, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
Jesus, he wants weary and burdened people like you and me to come towards him, not away from him. And so practically that can mean write out what you're experiencing, tell it to him. It could mean telling a friend or a small group leader or a Veritas staff member. You see, Jesus already knows where you're at, but he wants you to know that he knows too. And so bring that to him. The second thing uh, is, is we should grieve our depression. You know, one time Jesus, he went to a funeral. He went to the funeral of his friend, Lazarus. And when he saw Lazarus's sisters and his friends grieving, and when he saw the body of Lazarus, he wept. What's, what's interesting is that five minutes later, Jesus was gonna raise Lazarus. And so why would he weep? Why wouldn't he tell everybody at that funeral to stop crying? Why wouldn't he tell them it's all gonna be okay? I'm gonna bring him back, so don't be sad. Well, I think he grieved because he was telling us that death and pain and sorrow in all its forms, depression included, it's worth grieving. It's not the way it's supposed to be. And so if you're depressed in some way, don't just suck it up. Don't just try to move past it. You grieve it. Third, accept your depression. Now, what I don't mean is that you should never accept help or that you should never try to improve your life or that you should never ask God that he would get you out of this season. No, what I mean by that is instead, accept your depression means acknowledging that depression is a part of your story. To accept it means to acknowledge to God that he has you here, not by accident, but by appointment. In the New Testament book of 2 Corinthians, we learn the apostle Paul was going through a really difficult time in his life, what he called a thorn in his side. And he, in fact, he asked God three times to take it away. God's response? Well, in chapter 12, verse nine, he says this, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. Did you hear that logic? If Paul was strong, then Jesus's power would not be seen in and through Paul's life. But If Paul was weak, then Jesus's power and his love and mercy would be on full display. And because Paul wanted that more than anything in his life, he accepted that thorn. What if your depression is that thorn in your side? What if your depression is the means by which God is making you desperate for Jesus? What if your depression is the way God wants to display Jesus' power and love and mercy in your own life? Yes, to accept our depression is to accept that we're weak. But like that verse says, when we are weak, then we are strong. Final thing Jesus wants us to do when we're depressed, he wants us to take action. In Nehemiah chapter four, Nehemiah is helping the people rebuild the wall around Jerusalem, but he gets word that the surrounding people are planning to fight the Israelites and to thwart that rebuilding effort. And so what do the people do? Well, in Nehemiah four, verse nine, we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. Notice, they go to God first in prayer and they also take the practical and smart step of posting a guard 24-7 on the wall. You see, it wasn't a choice of asking God for help or taking action, it was both. And so in the same way, in your and my depression, pray to God, ask for help, but then take action. Maybe that means you need to start exercising regularly or eating healthier or going to bed earlier. 
Maybe you need to talk regularly with a friend about this. Maybe you need to talk to a professional counselor or psychologist or doctor. Maybe you need to get some medicine for this. Maybe you need to start reading the Bible regularly to get God's perspective on this. Look, I'm not exactly sure where you're at or what you need to do. There's lots of things, lots of action steps. If you're paralyzed by all the things that you could do, then just start with one. Don't worry about getting from A to Z and totally fixing this thing. Instead, just focus on getting from A to B. If you're depressed, you're in good company. Life in this Genesis 3 world, it's not the ideal. It's not the way it's supposed to be. So don't be surprised if and when you get depressed because Jesus isn't. Instead, bring your depression to him. Grieve it, accept it, and then take action. My hope and prayer for all of you who are depressed is that you wouldn't buy into the lie that that all is lost, but rather that you'd see that Jesus is with you and he still believes you to be useful. Jesus wants his power and his love and his mercy to be on display in your life. And so in and through Jesus, remember, when you are weak, then you're strong. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you know a friend who's struggling with any sort of depression, would you just take a moment to pray for them right now? And then after you do that, would you share this episode with them? Our hope is that through your prayers and through this episode, they would believe that Jesus is more. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.